Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 in conversation podcast with me, DJ Force 10, also known as Barnaby. Um, <laughs> gave him my real name. Uh, but Barnaby in conversation didn't sound as good. I didn't, well, I don't think it might. Mm. No, I'm not going to change the name of it. Um, but yeah, on this very special show, I have the legendary Snowy Shaw. Um, he is a multi-instrumentalist, photographer, designer, uh, and now author. Uh, he has just released his autobiography called The Book of Heavy Metal. Um, if you haven't heard of Snowy Shaw before, uh, he is a, like I said before, a multi-instrumentalist. He has played with bands such as um, King Diamond, Merciful Fate, uh, Dimiburgo, um sabaton uh and just a whole host of bands uh and we had this like just great conversation it started like i missed out the start because it's full of like a lot of like <laughs> setting up and personal but we, we just started talking about music and and we just kept it going from there and then i sort of switched on we're talking we need to talk about your book and that's where you kind of join us um in this conversation but we go on and have a great great chat on top of that as well and uh yeah i really enjoyed it and and if you guys haven't heard of him before go back and listen to his stuff um if you're interested in sort of like musicians autobiographies this is one of the best ones i've read uh please go and check it out it is available only through his site at the moment uh which is snowyshaw.net that's s-n-o-w-y-s-h-a-w.net um and you can pick it up on there and um if there's like i don't know if the limited editions are still available or not but um he was doing a limited run but check him out on the socials as well because he's active on there he's very funny as well um and uh there are plans to sort of expand what he's released when it comes to the book uh to a sort of digital copy and uh potentially which i'm really looking forward to is an audio book um so look out for that we do talk about that a little bit in the podcast as well so i'm not giving away too much um but yeah please please listen to this interview if you like what you hear go get his book um especially if you love music and things like that it is it is great it's like 40 years worth of experience um and it does take you through it it's very real um it's not all sort of glitz and glamour and drugs and and sex drugs rock and roll type thing um but it, it's it's just very real and uh yeah please please go 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 get it go listen go not listen to it now on the audio but yeah but go go get it honestly go get it it's great <laughs> i can't say anymore um on that front uh but i want to thank everyone as well uh they've been listening over the past um few episodes as well it's been highly increased a lot of people are checking out bands they hadn't heard in years which is great can love that um exactly what i wanted from those podcasts and um yeah I'm, I'm hoping to continue this i've got another 20th anniversary type podcast lined up as well i'm not going to spoil that because it hasn't been recorded yet um but once it is you'll see it up on my socials and uh you're like oh crap yes that band um because uh yeah another great band but um without much further ado i just want to quickly do the please um subscribe like rate review all that kind of stuff please on whatever platform we're listening to this on be it youtube be it spotify be it apple podcast be it google podcast be it amazon podcast my new provider there um amazon are doing podcasts through audible now um that you can download for free and uh yeah i should be on there if not now then very soon um <laughs> uh, if you're a first-time listener go back and listen to some other episodes check out the bands on there um i'm hoping to sort of get a few more sort of lined up took a couple of weeks off again uh just to sort of because work and everything was sort of getting in 
getting on kids starting back at school all that kind of stuff um but yeah sort of back into the swing of things again but yeah please go like review subscribe whatever on that front just because the ratings are so important um because i really want to get exposure to the bands that i have on here um i fund this whole thing off my own back there's no um sort of you know corporate sponsorship whatever money coming through uh it is just doing for the for the sort of love of music and journalism and whatever you want to call it on there um but i really i really want to get start getting some ramping up some of those reviews and stuff and 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 just sort of getting up on those search engines um just so i can bring you like more and more bands obviously bands you know about but more importantly bands you don't especially around this time um of extended lockdown and and venues not reopening um uh, some even closing down and all that kind of shit that's going on right now i really want to like just get some more support for these people um these artists these creatives that need that outlet but at the moment uh you they just can't they can't make it a viable a viable life for themselves whereas before they were making money through playing music or or being part of the road crew or anything like that it's just all shut down for them and now for at least the next six months um i'm not expecting to get back into the nightclubs until probably middle of next year at the earliest and and that that's that's like that's income for me as well that i'm missing out on so but i'm not asking you for my for money i'm not gonna ask you for money i'm asking you to support this podcast just by clicking a a five star or whatever and writing top bloke in there or something and 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 just like doing that because then that ramps this up it gets these bands exposure and it gets the new bands that i speak to the the smaller bands that i speak to um and and other artists and creatives that that aren't quite there yet and it just it's just another outlet for them i want to make it more viable outlet for them obviously they get listeners i know there are listeners out there i know i've got subscribers and all that kind of stuff but i'd really really love to see that reflected in the reviews and the ratings and all that kind of shit that i normally don't give too much of a shit about i'll mention them but i really i really want to give a shit about them now because i can see the effect that it can have to help some of my friends in this business and please just just go hit that like hit that review hit that five star review hit that whatever whatever platform you're listening on there's always a review thing click a follow on spotify uh that's a new thing i've just seen on there you can follow the podcast on there so you don't have to subscribe you just follow it um uh, i'm on youtube as well so subscribe and every time i upload a podcast you'll see it come up on there um and just like anyway apple podcast rate review on there as well because then that pushes me up the 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 charts they have and all that kind of stuff and it's just it's just little things like that that can help a massive amount because i'm not like i said i'm funding this on my own i'm paying for this i pay for the hosting i i put everything together myself i put all the all the hours into it and 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 use you know if you want to break it down to the bare bones electricity internet connection all that kind of stuff and i'm just doing it and and my job pays for that doesn't pay for the artist (laughs) if you get what i mean so what i would really like is if we can help and promote or pick a show and share it so pick a small band show and share it share it to your friends say oh check out this band they did this podcast you like that go check out their music actually fuck the podcast share their music um 
for instance like killer tricks just released a new new um ep called future weapons and and that's out now and they're doing that all off their own back um they don't have a publicist they don't have a label they're doing that all the they're making fantastic videos uh they've just made one for a a track called subterranean and it's out now it literally came out last week so go check that out you got seething akira they're 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 promoting gravity they did that during lockdown um you know you got bleed again you've got oh i'm just trying to pick these bands out lonely ones as well they got some recognition for their flash um cover from brian may brian fucking may um and 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 they loved it which was even better and i'm rambling but i'm i'm so fucking passionate about just trying to help these bands out and help these creatives out because it's not just musicians it's stand-up comedians it's 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 like i said the road crew before the 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 sound person the lighting person the 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 tour managers and all that kind of stuff and and just just that whole arts industry the the theater performers you know the actors on stage and and stuff like that it it's all it's all going away from them for the moment and they need our support right now and and you know that's massively important it's massively important we need the arts we can't let it die um so please either rate review this show if that's what you want to do if not support the artists share their music find a small band that you like promote the absolute shit out of their music um send it my way as well if you don't think i've heard it send it my way and i'll give it a listen i'll give it a share if i like it all that kind of stuff that's how it works one person tells one person tells two people tells three people tells four people tells five tells six that thing just just fucking do it (laughs) very passionate i'm swearing a lot i know but very passionate anyway without much further ado i bring you snowy shaw in conversation with me right now enjoy <laughs> it's all good man it's all good um so yeah well uh, chat about is your book that's all right okay. yeah yeah totally. if we go on to that because you, you've bought it's, it's um uh, the book of heavy metal uh is your autobiography um and uh i've i've i have gone through uh i got sent a digital copy from your good people at the uh, press yeah, agency okay. um cool. and i've i've gone through it um on there and I, I really enjoyed it i mean i love i love reading bio- autobiographies especially of musicians um yeah me too i mean I, I, it doesn't have to be musicians but that is kind of my in my field of interest but yeah. i read about john McEnroe. i mean he, i'm not into sports but he's a character he yeah. had to go through anger management and all that and you know it's kind of interesting to read what's behind what made that person do, 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 become that kind of character or whatever it is i mean what lies behind or his struggle or whatever it might be you know and uh, you know that's interesting in general i think yeah no de- definitely definitely and i've uh, like my one the ones i've read like, the one i really like are things like alice cooper's golf monster and um i haven't read that one i'm a huge super fan but i haven't read that one yeah and i enjoyed that when, one. when was that when what when was that published oh. i don't think i've heard about it that was that was a while ago uh let me let me i'm just gonna have a quick look up of it because uh, I haven't got it in front of me. Um, 
but it's basically how he sort of you know how he battles his or battled his addictions and whatnot and uh yeah. took up golf to really kind of <laughs> um uh, battle those yeah, but so. too, too many of those autobiographies uh it's what i try to to avoid really yeah. i mean uh, i'm not trying to paint a picture of a it's a typical thing, like a broken coming from a broken family, being dirt poor, and wow, and then then I made it. It's some kind of uh, Hollywood um, glamorized, uh, romanticized yeah. uh, Cinderella, uh, you know, fairy tale. And uh, you know, I try to tell the truth as it is. I mean, what's behind the scene? Okay, it might look fancy on the outside, but yeah, it's com- the com- mm. complete opposite, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's, um, it came out in 2008, I think, by the looks of it. Okay. So I, have to look, I have to look that up, absolutely. Yeah. No, I enjoyed that. And uh, Slash's book as well, again, it was kind of, you know, again. More yeah, that, that was interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Motley Crue's book, which they've now turned into a TV show on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, stuff yeah, like that. And... that. That was probably the book that really started this whole trend of, of rock biographies or yeah. autobiographies, you know. Yeah. yeah, but that was good. But I mean, they they tried to cash in on that afterwards. Or Tommy Land and and uh, Heroin Diaries. I, I, I kind of think that's kind of fishy. I mean, how can you keep a diary when you're so fucked up on junk or or on dope that you shit yourself? Yeah, you know? that's, that's <laughs> it doesn't good, make sense. It doesn't make sense at all because even if you try and remember what you did, you don't. Yeah. So, so <laughs> no, just trying to cash in on on that whole thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's just stupid, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I really enjoyed your book. Uh, sort of, you know, take about that, and and I've uh, you've been a part of some of the sort of like biggest bands in in metal, um, you know, through multi instruments as well. Not just not just like, um, I mean, you're pri- you're primarily a drummer, right? Yeah, I started out as like... a drummer, but I soon realized that you can read in the book that it wasn't the, the ideal instrument to pick when. You're going to be the band leader, or you're more like a driving force, yeah. you know. And uh, so I realized that okay, maybe I have to. I got tired after a while of sitting behind a drum kit, and because the other guys didn't have any ideas, I didn't know how to, to write music, or nobody did really, or how mm. to to run a band or whatever. But you have to sit there and try to make them pick that up. And, yeah, and they couldn't figure it out. So okay, it's I better learn a little bit on guitar so I can. <laughs> at least write my own songs and show it to them <laughs> yeah no yeah. definitely definitely yeah no that's right no so that's why i was like really cool because i was when i was originally uh researching uh you <laughs> probably yeah. when i was reading through the book obviously um yeah. i was just sort of like i made because I, I always love when when people pick up different instruments so you, like you say you start with drum but you, you you're quite you know good with the guitar the bass uh the keyboards and and even singing um yeah on that front and 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 you've you've done you've sort of facilitated all those roles you're like the kind of like you know one man band if you will um, <laughs> um yeah but I, I don't know if you heard my 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 soul album that i put out two years ago and i, I mean to, to sum it up i say to people okay everything you hear and see it's done by myself because i play all the instruments i produce it i you know i record it and i design it and i mm. you know do everything very much i cannot Really, I mean, I've been through in this business for such a long time and a lot of disappointments and, you know, people don't live up to expectations. They don't even show up. And, and you get so tired of, of on being a, in you know, dependent position and relying on others. Yeah. So it's like, fuck that. I do it myself. And, you know, so that I can only blame myself if it's, you know, not good enough or whatever, you know. Yeah. And, you know, so uh, 
I'm kind of like the poster boy for for DIY, I suppose. You know, do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean totally. It's it, you know, and, yeah. it, and it's it's not just music that you do as well. You're a, you're a photographer as well, and things like that. And a, um, is that right? Yeah, but I, actually, I mean, if I look look back on my life, I mean, if you're not if you don't have a lot of money, I mean, you have to figure out other ways to to yeah to 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 do what you want to do. I mean, and um, we, you know. I, I didn't live in, grow up in Hollywood or anything like that. If I want guillotines or cool things like Alice Cooper, Welcome to a Nightmare, that he had on stage, where do I find that? Mm-hmm. Okay, I try to you know make a lot of phone calls when I run my own band, Notre Dame, for example, try to find those kind of East you know Transylvanian coffins and stuff, and and those funeral homes. They said, oh, you have to call East Europe, I suppose, or <laughs> that, that is just in the movies. So, okay, fuck it. I mean, I built it myself, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm not a carpenter, but I'm not an idiot. So, I mean, it, you know, I can just be a little handy and, and do it myself. No, that's, that's and and cool. from that on, it has continued like that. I mean, I just realized if, if you want something done, do it yourself. I mean, yeah. you cannot just sit on your ass and wait for it. Same with the book. I mean, it's not like people are knocking on my door. Hey, please write your autobiography. We want to publish that. Here's a $1 million. No, no, it didn't happen like that. I mean, <laughs> I did it myself, and I, I fucking published it, and I printed myself, and I sell it myself. Yeah. No, I've, I've noticed that. I've noticed that on your social feeds and stuff that um, that obviously you've been you've got a, a signed version that you're signing, personalising for people and stuff. And um, yeah, exactly. what what was the sort of like what was the motivation behind writing a book? Because obviously I know like looking through your career, yeah. you know, it is there is a story there, obviously, yeah. um, and I yeah. can see that just from like the bands you play with, the musicians you must have worked with, um, yeah. and the sort of journey you've been on. But what what was your sort of main like? reason for putting that onto paper um you can actually read about that in the book it's somewhere in the middle though because i didn't want to start out like uh, (laughs) sobbing or or complaining blah 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 but i but i came home from having been on tour for a whole year all over the world with ethereum and uh, i didn't have any any place to live because they they the you know uh you say (laughs) they they tear down my house and all that so it was a really hectic period and everything was fucked up. And then I turned 40. Yeah. And I, I came to, you know, I had the biggest midlife crisis ever. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with myself? I wanted to grow up to be like Kiss. I'm just a fucking loser. <laughs> I couldn't see any, I couldn't see any positive things in my, in my life at all. Yeah. Because I was so depressed pretty much, you know. So yeah. I was like on the, on the verge of committing suicide or jumping from the bridge. And I just, needed to to land a little bit you know you yeah. had a crossroads every time you turn that's how it is for me at least when i turn 20 when i turn 30 and 40 and 50 you need to reevaluate life and look at yourself objectively it's like okay uh, i've gotten this far where has it taken me should i modify something in, in in the future or just keep walking in the same path or whatever but anyways so uh Instead of jumping from the bridge or or spending all my money for ten years going to a shrink or a uh, yeah therapist or whatever, yeah, I being the, the sort of like self-made man who needs to do things in his own way, I I, I had this kind of what do you call that uh, uh, premonition? No, no, that's not uh, the word. Epiphany, uh, yeah, epiphany, yeah, yeah. Like okay, uh, okay, I wanted to write down to put 
black on white and to write about my life, all the ups and downs and all that, mm. just to, to as a, some sort of homemade therapy. And I started doing that, and I just kept going for weeks and weeks, like, you know, around the clock. Yeah. And eventually I came to a point where I was like, look out the window. This was like dark November in, in, in Gothenburg, Sweden, where it's like dark and rainy and all that. But uh-huh. I actually saw the sun, and I, and I, and I looked at I remember thinking, wow, this is a good sign. I'm on the, on, on the path of recovery here or road of recovery. Uh, actually, so, so I just kept, kept after that, I promised myself that I should keep a journal or, you know, write about things when I'm out on tour or whatever, when I continue my life. Long story short here. But anyway, so, so <laughs> uh, after doing that, I mean, I, I realized that maybe other people would be interested in reading about you know, my journey, my life story, basically, and, and see what it's like. And it's not so glamorous all the time. But I mean, sometimes one day it's fantastic, the next day it's like horrible. And, and you know, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I decided to, to, you know, compile it all and then make it into a uh, into a book, basically. Yeah. No, I was, I was, I was going to give you a hit on that because I, I remember reading that part in the book. And, and like just having that like moment of of needing to reevaluate is something that I kind of really gravitated to uh just on a general like I I just hit 40 this year so yeah. and I kind of like you know I do take stock of things whenever I hit sort of like the landmark moments in time um yeah. and uh yeah no it really did hit me especially on the sort of like mental health side because you do there are moments where you're like what have I done what 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 am I going to you know have I just wasted these like 40 years or have I just <laughs> yeah. you know it's that it's that and yeah, especially but I when... think it's really healthy to do that oh, I mean it is. Uh, yeah at certain points like should I just continue on I mean people say yeah but it's just a number yeah it's easy for you to say but that's not <laughs> how it works for me because I've always followed my heart I mean I'm, I'm unconventional in that sense I don't have a, a regular day job or a family like that I mean I just wanted to live my dream or, or accomplish my, you know, goals or whatever, you know. Yeah. And, and so, okay, where has this taken me so far? Have I walked in the wrong path or something, you know? So you, you need to ask yourself in order to, to choose that same path again. I mean, at least you have to raise the question, I guess, you know, instead of yeah. just like blindly keep walking forward, you know. Yeah, because you, you end up you know? in like 50, 60, 70 years old and you realize, oh, I didn't even take stock of you know, like you say, you got to take, take a turn when you hit the crossroads, and um, it's just, yeah, I think it's I think it's very healthy. I, I yeah. think everybody should do that. No, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have a regular kind of like um, I sort of developed a, a check myself day, yeah, uh, every yeah. you know six months or whatever, just to just to sort of keep on top of that side of things because I found myself like when I hit forty, um, yeah. it was at the time I was like, oh yeah, it's just number, but then you realize, okay, but then I took stock of everything. Um, yeah. so, you know, I do, I, I'm fortunate enough to have a family. Um, yeah. you know, I've got some great kids and stuff and, 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 and mm-hmm. I, ha- I had my moment in the, in the music industry, if you will. Um, yeah. and I've stopped dwelling on those moments of, of, oh, what if I did this instead? Um, yeah. at the time, because there were moments where you can kind of go back as, as, you know, into that. I said, oh, if I'd made that decision at that time. Yeah, this could have happened, but then because I didn't make the decision, I made another yeah, but, decision. I mean, you know. that, that whole that, that whole thought of of what if it's yeah. such a uh, crazy thought. I mean, what if I had gone to the left instead and met that girl and had a family with her? But you know, yeah. you, you never know. But you cannot uh, sort of dwell in that. Yeah, I, I usually don't look back at all, and and that's why I needed to recapture or 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 you know. 
gets sort of uh, in terms with myself and yeah. my life at that point, you know. And, yeah. and you got to keep doing that continuously because, I mean, otherwise, I mean, the, the worst nightmare is to wake up in a retirement home. You're 70 years old and, yeah. oh, I wish I had took the chances of, of, of trying out this or that that I dreamt, of, uh, dreamt about as a kid. Yeah. And uh, you don't want to miss out on life. I mean, you have one shot at it, so so yeah. do the best of it, I guess. You know? Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, what was the like biggest thing? You, like, obviously, writing this book and putting it together. Was there anything that you kind of like learned about yourself? When, yeah, a lot. You a know, because obviously yeah. you kept these diaries. I don't know if you obviously went back and obviously you went back and read them eventually to kind of put yeah, this but book I, together. I but so much about myself. I mean, if the readers are capable to read between the lines and what's not being said. I mean, like my wife read it <laughs> just <laughs> when we got it. And then she said, I, I won't read it until you're dead. But then she wrote, uh, read it in, 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 you know, like eight hours or something like that. Yeah. And she's like, wow, now I understand you better. <laughs> what you've been going through. And, 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 and it strikes me that underneath, I mean, you've been this lonely guy and never found your place in life, you know, and then always keep searching for to find that, you know, sense of belonging or inner peace or whatever it is. And, yeah. and that's what I've been struggling for. Like, uh, like wow, I want to reach that top. I mean, I realized that I have those kind of bucket list things going on. Yeah. Like, wow, I want to live in New York. You know, when I did, it's like, no, I'm an old guy now. I mean, maybe it was cool when I was 20 or something like that. I mean, that's a miss my kiss fantasy spider-man is from new york yeah. uh, man war kiss <laughs> so, i mean it's just a fantasy and um, and just like lemmy said the chase is better than the catch i mean i i realized that in many ways it is like that i mean when i played uh, this massive in front of seventy thousand people with uh, at Roskilde with merciful fate people mm. would have killed to be in my position yeah and i thought at that point wow this is the pinnacle of my career what i've always dreamt about mm. but when i walked off stage i just dried my sweat and to open a beer and and i felt exactly the same as i did before i mean so yeah and then i started to to uh what do you say blame myself well, what's going on here am I, am I this grumpy uh unsatisfied guy or whatever but then i realized is this really my dream or can I play? Have my own band? I want to be King Diamond. I want to be the man in charge, not just a guy in the back playing drums. Yeah, and uh, I, I would probably be more satisfied if I play in, in front of seventy people instead of seventy thousand people with my own thing that I built. You know, mm. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of hard for. I mean, not. I've had the fortune of actually achieving many of my goals. My my childhood uh, you know, dreams and all that just realized that yeah, it didn't really make me any happier i just have to continue searching <laughs> yeah no it's definitely it's definitely one of those things is that like you say is that that you get the pleasure from the chase of it but once you once you're there and like you, yeah. like you say you walked off stage and it, you didn't feel any different no. you know at the time that moment was fantastic obviously you're in front of seventy thousand people and you know, they're all going going for it. Yeah, but I, I, I've, been, I've been thinking that am I actually not capable of feeling content or happy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's something <laughs> wrong with me or something. I mean, I'd always have to go, you know, push myself. New adventures, new challenges go go on onward, you know, because, I mean, I can never be pleased. I mean, 
I've been thinking, like, what if I stayed in King Diamond since I joined them in 1989? Would I yeah. be happy then? I definitely not. I mean, I need to branch out and try my wings and, and do different things. I mean, because I got into this business and I happened to pick the drums, like I mentioned earlier, yeah. that it wasn't ideal. I mean, of course, I loved to play the drums, especially when I was young. But, uh, I mean, I'm... It doesn't satisfy me. I need to to be able to 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 create more and and yeah. write songs and all that. And when I wasn't allowed to contribute, it felt like you only have thirty percent of me. I have so much more to give. And if, if I'm not allowed to do that, I feel like my hands are tied behind my back or something. And it felt unsatisfying. You know? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're not part of that creative process. You're. Yeah, but I mean, actually, I mean, that's the only thing that I care about. I mean, that, that is what gives me the most pleasure is sitting at home in my kitchen, you know, writing songs and coming up with those, creating those small worlds in my, in my, from thin air, from my fantasy, you know, yeah. that is, you know, boring and stuff. I've been doing that so much that I'm kind of fed up with that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a perfect time to be fed up about it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It has, it, it, it struck me like, okay. I'm not so pleased with touring anymore, and this fucking Corona thing has really put <laughs> put an end to that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to complain about that. <laughs> no, no, it's great. You can kind of do what you need to do at this point. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I was just like, you know, when it when it comes to you, like you say, when you, you just mentioned it, then like you just sat in your kitchen, and you just start writing songs and stuff. What 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 was the sort of like? Is that the setting you like to be creative, or does it is it something that specifically just like you suddenly get that urge to to write something i mean i'm so busy running my own business and, and uh, a company uh, you yeah. know with you know my own record company and publishing company and uh, and, and <laughs> the book and taking care of pretty much everything myself like through the web shop and all that so i don't have an awful lot of time to actually play music i mean so i played a little bit of drums like uh, yesterday or the day before that and, and and now i recorded some vocals here for some Spanish project okay. <laughs> and uh, and other Polish guys that wanted me to to do a guest appearance there and stuff. Yeah, but for the most part, I mean, I'm just a fucking secretary, pretty much, and try to <laughs> organize everything. <laughs> That's how it is. But I mean, I really would love to. To uh, I mean, that is a necess- necessity. I mean, I didn't ask for that. I want to you know, just be be able to be creative all the time. But I mean, that's a luxury I can't afford. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, it's really what gives me the most pleasure to, to write songs and to put it together and take it from A to B or whatever. I mean, yeah. to, to to finish it. I mean, that that's really what gives me the most pleasure pleasure of all, actually. No, that's and good. and like you said, it's not just the music or, or what you hear, but also to to put the right kind of logotype up on that and and the artwork and uh, you know everything because. <laughs> If I think back, I mean, the biggest uh, um, what made made me the biggest impression on me it was like one of those before and after moments when I discovered Kiss Destroyer as a kid. Mm. I was seven years old and and find that album Kiss Destroyer in seventy six and and like that changed my life because I mean I couldn't separate what I hear from from looking at the album cover and that kind of fantastic thing and yeah. and in itself. That is, that's perfection to me. So I, uh, I realized that I've, all my life I've tried to accomplish that. I mean, both both sound and vision. 
when, when it's like working together hand in hand, you know. And so, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. That's why also why I build all the stage props or design stage clothes and, yeah. and, uh, and you know, make my own videos. And, uh, yeah, being a photographer and, you know, I'm just doing pretty much everything. Yeah, you've got, you've got a, 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 what, what I call a creative soul, um, if you will. You'd like, you want to be or you are involved in, 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 in all aspects. So not just building like the sort of um, the musical part of it or the world around that part. You've, you've actually got in your, your vision, the artwork with it, the video. Yeah. Of, yeah know, but I, th- I think the take. presentation is so essential. Yeah. I mean, how it's, how things are presented. I mean, I realized that if, if kiss would have looked like Dr. Hook, for example, or Budgie or whatever, I wouldn't like them, you know, <laughs> because it's not, because it's not just their music. It's the whole fucking superhero. Yeah. Uh, imagery and, and uh, yeah, the whole visual as- aspect of the whole thing. So, uh, and I've been able to, to sort of analyze that and, and dissect it, or whatever. A lot of people cannot really separate what they hear from what they see, you know. Yeah. But it, that goes with everything. I mean, you see a hot girl in a bar, wow, I try to pick her up. I mean, it's not that you go for the ugliest, most like uh, anonymous, uh, you know plain girl it's like wow she has probably has a great soul yes. you know you go with <laughs> you, you you buy something with your eyes first so the packaging is really important too yeah. i mean same thing when when you bought albums for your kid wow that looks really cool hope it's good yeah. you know or renting movies in the past or whatever you know it's anything yeah. like that yeah no it's, it's, it's that's 100 percent true i mean it's um like that kiss destroyer album the one you gave the example of that one i remember seeing that yeah. album i remember seeing that like, because it's got all four was a kiss on the front and and when yeah. you're a kid, you're like, wow. <laughs> it's like, yeah. especially, yeah, if, yeah. you know, you just look at it. It's like, it's, it's before the music. You don't, I haven't even heard them. Yeah. And then. No, no, no. But I mean, then you just hope it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. And it was in this case, in that case, I, it was really good. Yes. But you bought <laughs> albums and, oh, it doesn't look that good. Like I have on my wall here, staring at, staring at it right now. But I have Demon, the first album, mm. where it's like a... a a stone cross in the in the grass and the grasping hands and all that. Wow! I bought it because it looked cool. Yeah, I didn't really like the music. I think it thought it was like a, a old guys in a pub band <laughs> singing uh, occult lyrics or something. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, you just hope that it's going to be good. You know, yeah, because you, no, you, totally. you buy something with you with your eyes. I mean, that's your your first impression, and all kinds of senses. Uh, work together, I suppose. What you see and what you listen to, and all that. I mean, it yeah. sums up into one big chunk of uh, I don't know goodness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Know. yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, so I was just going to hark back to when I first saw um, a couple of bands, Slipknot, for one. If we want to keep it current, yeah. um, I remember seeing yeah. them initially in like the early late nineties, I think early two thousands. Mm. And again, it was like they were just, it was in the magazines. You see these nine guys in these masks and boiler suits and stuff. Yeah. Um, thankfully, that album was 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 good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, um, but you, you uh, when you see something that attracts you visually or something, you yeah. you are in a positive spot. You want to like it. Yes. You're, you're more open minded to actually like it. To sort of um, yeah, what can I say? Just because it looks good, you hope it's going to sound good too. But yeah. th- they are kind of the. Uh, an equivalent or, or, or uh, you know, similar thing, yeah. the same package. It was with the Spice Girls even. Yeah. Wow, we have one of, of of each kind here. You like the brunette, and I prefer the redhead yeah. or, or something like that, you know. So it's like just like Kiss, the concept never fails, you know. Yeah. yeah. 
No, that and then uh, Slipknot. I mean, as good as they are, but I mean, if they wouldn't wear the mask or the the, the whole imagery, I mean, there would just be another death metal band. Yeah, that's that's kind of yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> to me, yeah, you're exactly right. And and they've all got solo projects where that kind of comes across as well. So, but they don't wear the mask, and then they're just kind of a generic rock band, metal band, whatever they are at that point. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but it I is the whole the package. The whole... Is so important, so important, and and. I mean, Alice Cooper, I love Alice yeah. Cooper, but if he, he wouldn't look like that or if he wouldn't have those kind of crazy stage shows and present himself as the villain and, and yeah. the crazy guy singing about I Love the Dead. Yeah, big hit in 1973, singing about necrophilia. Try yeah. to do that today. You know? <laughs> no, it's not, it's not going to work, is it? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, definitely not. But no, I was going to mention Alice Cooper as well because I've, I've been fortunate enough to see him live a few times and, and it's one of my favourite shows, like with the props yeah, yeah, and definitely. everything, just like the whole, like that visual package is just yeah, amazing. Yeah, I, think, I think it's the best. I mean, actually, I went with, with my former girlfriend or former wife, uh, to see Alice Cooper in 2001 or something. I've seen him plenty of times. Yeah. But and I went with her, and, and uh, by that time, I was doing Notre Dame, my, my sort of horror metal band. Yeah. And uh, and that kind of stems from, from my fascination for horror comics and, and uh, films and, and Alice Cooper, Shock Rock in general. Yeah. And when she saw that, ah, oh, now I get it, where you got everything from. <laughs> 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 yeah, because I got obsessed with... When I when I discovered uh, Alice Cooper, I, I knew about him when I was a kid, but I was too young. So in the mid '80s, I I fucking hated this uh, hair metal thing that mm. popped up, and when everything got popular, and it went from being Birmingham thing with Judas Priest and uh, Black Sabbath and all that, and it became this Californian beach, yeah. uh, you know, cute guys and, and uh, commercial music and blah blah blah. And I fucking hated that, so I pretty much gave up around 85, 86 or something like that and went backwards and discovered bands that I previously missed because I was too young, mm. like Arthur Brown, for example. Yeah. And, uh, and you're a heap, obviously, and Alice Cooper. So, and, and then I, when, when I got the, 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 the videotape from Welcome to My Nightmare, mm. I was like, that was the best thing I ever seen. I watch it every day. <laughs> I was like, yeah. wow, this, this is the shit. It cannot possibly be any better than this. I've been massively inspired by that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's, I love, he's inspired you and like people like Rob Zombie and stuff as well. You look at him. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, I mean, I never met him, but a lot of people say, you you guys, you two guys should meet. You have a lot of things in common. Yeah. obviously yeah yeah, but no just i i mean i love i love when there's a production involved especially with like live shows because it adds that element of of just you know just the storytelling i've always loved songs that tell stories um and you know the music videos are always good for that but like actually having the live show like alice cooper does um you know not just the guillotine the straight jacket and all that kind of stuff yeah but everything i mean it's that um uh, benchmark of how you should do, do your live shows, and yeah. that's what I've been trying to do. But I didn't have nearly as good body as this is. <laughs> he did so. So um, yeah, it was kind of complicated to do that, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, but I've been struggling, and you know, all I, doing all I can to to actually accomplish that. But you know, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, no, that's good. And, and your book covers a lot of this as well. So it's it's um, if anyone's obviously interested which they should be um yeah. it is available now um yeah. just to sort of get this part you can get it directly from your website yeah um, absolutely yeah. and um you've got you, and it's available is it available on digital like uh kindle side of things or 
as well as physical or is it just physical uh no no it's just physical just physical uh, okay cool for, for now yeah but yeah. i mean it's it's been selling really great the reception is yeah. uh, amazing and also so this first print this uh, limited deluxe edition uh it's kind of pretty much sold out by now so you have to hurry up if you want to order it but i'm thinking of contacting uh, more established publishers and see if they would be interested on the back of this kind of success with that i sold out all yeah. the copies and all um so they can pick that up so i can you know have it available at all the airports and, and other <laughs> yeah you know uh, retailers whatever for yeah. books and stuff and also i should do the audiobook so that's what i'm planning on doing i was going to ask actually because i'm, I'm yeah. a sucker for an audiobook so um what that obviously you have plans to do that yeah but i i do because um, not just because but i uh, that's that's the coolest thing. I mean, I bought it on the day it was released, Paul Stanley's book, and he's yeah. reading it himself, and you're so familiar with his voice and all that, and he did it so great, you know, and uh, it was such a pleasure to just lie there in bed and listen to him talk about his life story for, you know, hours. And uh, yeah. and, and also it's a format that it's not sort of uh, totally explored or whatever, so so you can, you can pretty much do whatever you want. I did this, uh, we have a thing in Sweden called like a... Uh, summer guest or something like that on the radio so mm. you get to talk for an hour or two whatever uh, about this and that and when they asked me to do that i added you know birds chipping and stuff in the background just to create sort of summer feeling yeah you know? yeah uh, and and i mean the sky's the limit i mean it's just to to you know do whatever you fuck you want you know? yeah no exactly i mean I've, i <laughs> i i quite I, I subscribe to um audible so i get a free book every month pretty much but i also get i get books in between that as well but um there's obviously difference in you get one that's sort of like you know like you say solo read just reading the text in the book then you get ones that do push it and they have like a whole performance about it um in as much as they've got sound effects they've got um maybe different voices portraying different people Um, yeah but i've been thinking about that too i mean if if i'm writing about king diamond i could you know have him involved or or doing his voice and you know we can have a conversation going on there i mean the sky's the limit i mean see where where it lands yeah no i'm yeah. gonna keep an eye out for that because <laughs> so, like i say i love it yeah but I, people have been asking me about ebooks and i don't know that feels to me i'm i'm no expert in the field but to me it feels like mini disc or something that was just a blip on the map or something because you know physical books is one thing for, for collectors and all that yeah. especially if i designed it the way i did it's like so you know interesting and, and cool design and all with, with a lot of footage and and you know drawings and you know this and that yeah but then you can kind of decorate it uh, paint a, 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 a what do you call it audio landscape with yes. the, the sound of it and uh but in, in between i don't know ebooks maybe that's a big thing i don't know um yeah i mean relatively i mean I, i'm not a big fan of them um like yeah. when i mentioned like the kindle and stuff like that i'm not like you know i don't i have one but i rarely use it <laughs> no but, but you don't use a regular ipad to do that you have to have a special kind of unit or something um you can use it and yeah for for no well with the kindle side of things there's a software for either the ipad or the yeah. the, the um the kindle itself or any other sort of like tablet um on there so it can be used on all of them essentially yeah well i but. think in in recent years uh, at least from my uh, my point of view that the audiobook has really had a 
big, uh, you know, being successful that yes. way. Because, I mean, you can drive in your car, you can walk in the forest, you can yeah. sit on the bus. Yeah, or, or no, you exactly. Can be work as a carpenter and still listen to book and be entertained that way without... You know, just listening, basically. Yeah, no, that's why I like this sort of format as well, the podcast format, because it's very much like that, you know, where yeah, it's just an audio take on it, but you, exactly. hear, you can hear real life in the background, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. exactly. And stuff like that, so it's all good mm-hmm. on there. Um, so I was just going to ask you about your record company, actually, if that's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, like, so you've gone, you go for the creative side of things, but you're also going, uh, obviously, the admin side of things um, on those bits. So what, how long has your um, label been around? Uh, I mean, it's just my company that I've used for everything, pretty much. You know, yeah. and uh, and occasionally I've been I've been I've been releasing uh, some other stuff on it, the things that I've been involved with, like side projects and so on. But it's mostly done for myself, just like my own studio. People ask, okay, where do, can can we come to the studio and record? No, we can't. It's my studio. It's just for my own. It's my <laughs> whole studio, basically. You know. Yeah. So uh, same thing with a with a with a record label or whatever you want to call it. So yeah, it's it's yeah, it's okay. been kind of active for yeah, I don't know six years or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I just because I, I... I don't have an intention of of signing other bands and stuff like that. People's been suggesting that because I have such. Uh, <laughs> After all these years, you, you kind of know the, the, the thing uh, yeah. and know the business in a good way and you have good insight in how things work. But I got to say that nowadays, all those middle hands, uh, whether you're a booking agency or something like that, I mean, yeah, to me, I've, I've seen that a lot of people, they are just trying to cash in on people's rock and roll fantasy yeah. you know, and stealing money from them. And I think that would be against everything I believe in. I mean, I'm doing it for myself and uh, I don't want to, have people uh, and, and and tell them lies. Okay, you you pay me like that this much money, and I'm gonna make sure you get all the greatest exposure ever. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and and then they go in there and and pay their hard earned money from their work in the factory yeah. with big dreams. Oh, we're gonna be the next Metallica. No, that won't happen. No, no those days are gone. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's very different now. Fucking, you know, I don't want to fucking lie to people. I couldn't live with myself. Like, yeah, no, that's that's good. I like that. I like that. I wish yeah. there was more people like that out there as well. Um, yeah, but I, I can see sense in every, you know, different branch of this business, now, the whole industry, that people are getting desperate. I mean, it's hard to, to earn money from music. And and they're getting more and more desperate. And and. Uh, compromising their integrity or whatever if they had any to begin with i don't know but they are just ripping people off and then yeah. uh, fucking despise that that's yeah. why i released an, an album um, in 2017 yeah. on a because then i was doing a sort of a kid stuff you know children's music uh, and i was singing in swedish for the first time ever and uh, uh since i've been around the world and sort of like an international underground goof whatever <laughs> yeah, anyway I, I tried to contact them because they had you know better knowledge of the, the yeah the, the the scene in sweden but they fucked it up so so terribly that i said i mean give me a fucking break what you have accomplished i mean i could do that before breakfast one morning you know so, so <laughs> when it comes to promotion and all that so i said I swore to myself never to sign any record label again yeah. with any record, uh, unless they start throwing millions after me. But ha- <laughs> that had a- hasn't happened so far. You know? So far. So far. That's the important <laughs> word right there. So far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. yeah. 
So how do you find the um, the sort of like, because uh, coming out of Sweden, they, they do have some big bands coming out of that area of the world. Yeah. Um, how, do, how do you find the sort of like, are you, are you very much into the heavy scene in Sweden? Or uh, not at all. Not at all. So okay, because um, I've spoken to a few bands out from out that way, and 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 I'm yeah. always curious as to like because I've I've never been to Sweden myself, so I've not been able to experience that that that, that country. Um, no. But no, I've spoken to uh, Patrick from um, Misery Loves Company. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. Yeah. And did you uh, read about him at the beginning of the book? Uh, yeah. Yes, I was going to ask. <laughs> um, and uh, there was um, a, another band called Thunder Mother, um, who I recently yeah. spoke to, uh, Gernika, the singer. She was uh, Swedish. So, um, and, you know, they're solid, but very different bands. I'll give you that um, out of those two. But I was just curious what the scene was like out there, because it's always been like the sort of like haven of... Um, Sort of the black metal, um, or the or the um, the sort of that. Sort I gotta of say of that I mean, I'm from Gothenburg. Uh, it's not. It's like Birmingham by English oh, really? standards, <laughs> I suppose, like working class and stuff. You know, really <laughs> uh, compared to <laughs> Stockholm being London, uh, yeah. Gothenburg being Birmingham, I suppose. You okay. know? So, yeah. um, kind of more hardcore or down to earth, or you know, working class guys or something. Yeah. But in a way, uh, I, I was. I was in Spain. I, I recorded drums on an album with a Spanish band, and uh, they wanted me to fly me down there to to um, to appear in the video and all that. And I said, "I mean, you're a bunch of Spanish guys. Why do you pick me to do this? I'm. It's not that I don't appreciate it to do that. I mean, you you pay me and all, so f- fine. But but why don't you pick a, a Spanish guy? And they say it's so hard to find people who believe in this because there are no predecessors before us who, who made it big." And, and when I thought about that, oh, Baron Rojo, that was a band that I saw like in 1981 or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe that's the only Spanish band that I could think of at that point. And for us, we have ABBA, we have Ingrid Malmsteen, we have Europe and all that. So it actually vouched for, wow, this is possibly to do, you know? Yeah. You can make a career out of this. That is one explanation. And it's also, you know, but you're an English guy to know that i mean yes we have such poor weather here compared to i mean there's not not a lot of great band from greece or mexico really because the, the weather is so nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah but being from this rainy shithole you know you, you can you can st- stay inside and maybe if you get lucky you can move to california you know? yes <laughs> no i mean yeah yeah no, I, I, yeah, I mean, but I don't know. It, 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 I think it's if, if you have all those bands who made it big in the past, I mean, they get more tolerable. I mean, you've probably heard about the Gothenburg sound. Yes. Uh, we have a lot of bands from here, though. And, I mean, I don't see that because uh, because you are from here, so you cannot really compare it to something. Yeah. Just like you would ask some guy in Seattle, oh, the grunge scene, and what? You know, yes. <laughs> they probably wouldn't know about it, you know. So, um but of course, I mean, if it tends to be like that, uh, um, if something gets successful, like oh, Hammerfall got successful, they are actually responsible for bringing the whole kind of power metal, singing about uh, dragons and knights and uh, fantasy stuff. Uh, they brought it back in '97, and when I was in Dream Evil, I didn't realize actually that uh, they had a, a re- rivaling company. Central Media, Nuclear Blast. They want the their version of Hammerfall. We have another bunch of guys here from, from Gothenburg that's going to do like fast shredding guitars, high pitched vocals, and double kick drums and, and sing about dragons. You know, <laughs> I didn't realize that, but I just told it to fuck off basically. Like, we do what we want to do when you sell it. That's it. You know, yeah. <laughs> 
but but they wanted to have their version just like something gets successful you can see that all those copycats jumping on the, the, the bandwagon okay now we have guns and roses and then all the rivaling companies want to have their guns and roses yeah. and cashing on the fucking trend yeah and, and that's how it works i guess and you know if there's money there to be made. There are explanations <laughs> about that. But also, I mean, if, if, if you live in a city, so sometimes you can just, wow, there's a whole bunch of bands popping up from that little town just because uh, they create their own scene there. And, and uh, you know, something gets successful and yeah. then the other, other ones can just tag along pretty much, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah, the same in most scenes, actually. I remember the scene around uh, when I was sort of active in the music scene and we had a bunch of bands get signed up to big labels um we i wasn't one of them unfortunately but uh, <laughs> but it get, it gave a lot of focus there because we built this scene and and we we're all part yeah. of this scene and it was and then once that element comes in though when major labels came in and and picked up a few yeah. of them there was this like yeah. instant resentment <laughs> in the scene like there's this weird thing where it kind of destroys it and you have to rebuild it um, yeah but that's how it works i mean i think i write a little bit about that i've been so much against this uh the, the massive popularity of, of metal music in the 80s, for example. Yeah. Uh, it felt like, what the fuck is this? This is not a commercial thing. We shouldn't try to adapt or kiss the ass of people. We should be the rebellion or, or the, <laughs> the, the against the whole thing. I mean, this yeah. is our thing. When it gets too accepted and uh, being a household name, then it's lost its meaning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of no, that's happened with yeah. punk, didn't yeah. it? Like, there's, there's... Yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, Pretty much, I'm a 50 plus now, but I still have that kind of attitude. So, yeah, no, I just like what to do. Then I'm going to do the opposite. Fuck yeah. off! You know? No, that's good. I like that. I really like that. It's good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's same. Like say with the punk scene, like I remember that being quite prevalent. Obviously, being here in the UK as the sort of first yeah. movement that I was like really focused for, and yeah. like when. Like people said, there's only really one true punk album, and then the rest are just like the commercial send-offs. Yeah, it. but one thing that I haven't realized—I mean, it actually dawned on me a couple of years ago because I've I, I sort of gone my own way with things, so I haven't been part of any scene. If I could easily have jumped on the, the wagon of being a Gothenburg death metal band, like so many others, like In Flames and Yeah, uh, Dark Tranquility or whatever. I mean, yeah, that that would have made my life a lot easier but i have to go my own way and do some sort of shock metal rock or whatever it is and, yeah and that is not the, the flavor of the month and hasn't been since uh, quite some time <laughs> so but <laughs> you could see that if, if you you get success it's because you're part of a movement you know when, when the black metal thing happened in uh, uh yeah first of all in norway but also in sweden mm. uh, everybody just wanted to sign bands like that and you, you get signed just because wow you're from norway you so you you wear face pa uh, paint and, and you're a black metal band because that was a part of the movement and the trend and yeah and they can pretty much surf on that same thing where would you mention with the punk scene there were like tons of, of bands everybody got like, all those copycats just tag along wow punk is the fashion let's do that yeah and then, and then they get some sort of success and Ten years later, it's, it's still going to be the the original and best, like Sex Pistols, for yeah. example. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah, album, but it's and always they split. like that. I mean, look at the fucking hair metal scene, Motley Crue. Yeah, they are the ones still standing. I mean, I'm not not such a, such a big fan of them, but all the other bands. I mean, you know, yeah, they were second 
Yeah, constant. Second being the first loser, I suppose. You know, but yeah. uh, it's going yeah, to be the true. original and best Kellogg's cornflakes. You know? Yes, yes. <laughs> Don't go for the off-brand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, man, I've got a couple of like general questions left for you, uh, if that's yeah. all right, and I can let you get on with the rest of your day and and whatnot. Um, but what I want to <laughs> what I want to know is, um, what are your three most important albums for you? So the ones that that like that initial album that got you into sort of say the heavy or got you into music generally. Um, have you got like, could you list three that were really like pivotal for you? Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, it was kiss destroyer. I mean, yes. I was listening yeah. before that. I was casually listening to, to the purple and a sweet, which I really like nice. and, and Nazareth and, and those bands too, you know, yeah. the older guys were listening to in my area and stuff, but I didn't really get hooked uh, that much until since I was such a, you know, nutcase for, for horror comics and that <laughs> whole thing. And the transition into Kiss, it was like so natural. Wow. Here you have not just the, the drawings and stuff in, in, in comic books, but you also have cool rock music, yeah. especially that production, Bob Estrin, because it's so cinematic. It's like listening to an action, a cool, dark action movie yeah. and just fantasizing what's going on with all the children crying and cars crashing and all that. Wow, it's so imaginative or imaginary, whatever you say. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that, that is like the, what really got me into music and that's cool. the reason I'm, I became a musician. You know? Beautiful. Um, instead of being a painter like the old teachers, oh, you must promise us to be a... a illustrator or a cartoon paint you know whatever yeah. yeah and but when i discovered kiss the i figured out a way to do it all yes. <laughs> yeah yeah no definitely are you a member of the kiss army no no, no. Never been. Oh, okay no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, but uh, after that i should say um what was i i think i write about that what Man War to me was in the eighties. What what Kiss was to me in the seventies when I discovered them, and they um, especially Into Glory Ride and Hail to England, yeah, that they put out like in eighty three or something. But Into Glory Ride is probably like my black bible because it's so against the grain. And uh, I think you know I've been complaining so much about the the, the, the trendy thing and when everything got sort of commercialized and. Uh, uh, and all that in, in the eighties. Mm. And that is probably why man of war became so super important to me because I had this kind of motto of death to false metal. Yeah. To begin with, I thought that was just a ridiculous thing. And that sounded funny to say, but, but after a while I realized that they weren't adapting or kissing ass or trying to please people No. until later. Then, then they did, it became a parody of themselves, but yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> Back then, they were true to the bone, I think, and, and they created great music that was, to me, um, like nothing I ever heard, you know, so, so it was like, they weren't part of any trend. I mean, they dressed no. up like idiots or something. I mean, it was, yeah. what can I say? I mean, it was really, really important that Integral Ride was so yeah. dark and, and cool, and he's the best singer ever, I think, and <laughs> the way he screams and all that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, apart from that, I don't know. What else? Uh, Uriah Heap, probably. Uriah Heap? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, now, nah, let me look at my wall here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sold my whole vinyl collection, but I have framed like 12 albums here or something. Like okay. Cool album covers, yeah. Uh, yeah, Judas Priest, Sad Wings of Destiny. Uh, it's a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 
uh, I don't know, really. I mean, okay. there are many of them, but yeah, I also have Rain- Rainbow Rising next to Kiss Destroyer. Yeah. Same year, same painter, Ken Kelly. I mean, they are, it's like a masterpiece, of course. Nice. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. No, those those are all cool. I'm going to go back. I'm actually going to, I'm going to go on a Kiss um, journey, I think, because um, <laughs> okay. you've kind of got me in the mood for that, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is good. I like that. I like that. That's why I asked this question, because it's like, uh, I, it always gives me a chance to discover stuff or rediscover albums that yeah. i've not either not heard before or not heard in a long time um no. but yeah kiss to show because we've had that quite predominantly through this i've got it written down in front of me i must listen to this when when we're done um okay <laughs> um so uh fi- final question this is probably we've probably might, probably covered this to be honest but what what are your hobbies away from music so when you're not i know you said you didn't have much time recently you're very busy doing <laughs> everything with like administration side to the label and whatnot um do do you have any like hobbies or pastimes you like to sort of uh indulge in i like to fuck you like to fuck okay cool (laughs) no but actually i mean what what, you know i decided uh, at some some point in my life that okay i won't have a a regular day job i'm gonna make this my livelihood and and to do whatever i want and then you have to make certain certain sacrifices and compromises maybe or something so lower your living standard or whatever it is i don't need a fancy car just like i sing in that song yeah i have a metal that wrote for me me like i don't need no fancy house no car ugly wife and yeah it was yeah Long story short, you have to read about that in a book. Yes, yeah, I was going to say, don't give away too much from the book. (laughs) uh, What I'm getting at is that everything that fascinated me, and I tried to to put it all in one fucking, what do you call that? Cauldron. And just stare it around. So, so. I'm interested in, in design and, and art and, uh, and, and music, and I'm trying to combine all that into my own... uh, creative outlet or whatever you know so cool so other than that i mean i like animals i like dogs (laughs) i mean yeah but i also wrote a song be kind to animals or i kill you yeah because that was kind of a movement that happened by coincidence really really but apart from that i don't know no that's cool i don't have any hobbies really i mean i I just made made my hobbies my profession yeah <laughs> no that's cool i like that i like that i was talking to dogs yeah. my dog next to me actually she's uh actually she's asleep which is good uh, what kind of dog is it uh what? she's a um she's a mix miniature schnauzer Westie mix um okay. cool. so she's smallish but we know. have an old english bulldog and a french bulldog and uh Boston Terrier. Nice. So we have three dogs. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. yeah cool. cool. Um. Yeah. So yeah, Snowy. Thank you. Yeah. That's it. I've. Okay. I've got everything. I can let you get on with the rest of your day. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, um, no, thank you, you for doing this. It's my favorite uh, favorite subject to talk about myself. So. <laughs> ah, that's good. That's good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it's that I let you get going. So. Um, oh no, it's all right. I've, I've got a day yeah. off today, so I'm all good. Um, so, okay. <laughs> um, that's wonderful. It was real nice talking to you, and I hope we can do this some other time. Yeah, no, definitely. I was going to say, yeah. like, once things get back to some kind of regularity or whatever, and you end up touring, oh, I know you don't like touring, but if you end up in England, <laughs> or if I end up in Sweden, you're doing something. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah whatever. But I always have something going on, and uh, yeah, man of a thousand projects, people. No, that's no, I, I like that. I've been following you on the social since we uh, since we kind of like looked this up and everything, and, okay. and just sort of like uh, yeah, no, it like, and I've sort of dug into your sort of like back catalogue, if you will. 
as well yeah. and i'm really enjoying it so um okay cool. yeah no it's all good it's all good thank um, you so much it was a great pleasure no problem with you <laughs> Yeah, but drop me some links so I can share it on my social media. Yeah, I will do. As soon soon as it's about to go live, I'll fire you some links. Yeah, wonderful. Okay. So take care. uh, Yeah. You too. Have a good rest of your day, man. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye.